I was actually thinking the other day. I I, le- I had I took trigonometry in high school because I was yeah. like a brainy kid, and I remember thinking the other day I should send a note to my my uh, trigonometry teacher and tell her thank you so much. I've never used a second <laughs> of that in no. it, but it taught me perseverance. Which is necessary. That is definitely necessary in ministry. (laughs) Yeah, and especially kids' ministry. Yes. Well, welcome to the WIND meeting, Carla. Thanks. Uh, Glad to have you here. Uh, Why don't you tell our folks who are watching or listening or whatever they're doing, ingesting this podcast, uh, a little bit about you, Mm -hmm. where you're from, why you're here. While we're talking to you. Yeah. All those things. Okay. So I'm Carla. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Uh, I am and the children's, one of the children's ministers here at Current. I've been here um, since 2015. Mm. So that's a minute. That's a minute. It's uh, a lot of minutes. It is. <laughs> and as I've, I often say, uh, like kids ministry years and minutes. Are like dog ears. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> I know. It's not the same kind of time put it's in as true. everybody else. There's, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. It's <laughs> not the that. same amount. Yeah. Uh, I How had, long have you been doing it for, like, yeah, totally. here for eight years? But So here for eight years, and then at my church before, I was on staff for 16 years, wow. and 14 of those I was doing children's ministry. Wow. So. What did you do other than that? Um, when I first was on staff, I did, like, hospitality guest experience oh, okay. kind of stuff. Gotcha. I didn't know that. Yeah. You did that for 10 years? Two. Oh, okay. Two of the 14. Oh, gotcha. Two, okay. two of the 16 were Sorry. there and 14. My math is bad. Yeah. This is why I uh, talk and <laughs> play music for a living. <laughs> math is not a strong suit. I know. If they don't do a lot of that at Bible college, there's not, <laughs> there's not a lot t- of math in Bible college. One, I took one math class, and it was, uh, I don't know, consumer's math, I think it was yeah. called. I got in trouble. Real short sideline story. I got in trouble one class because it was a GA graduate assistant that was teaching the class. And he taught, he was showing some kids, like, you know, whatever, you know, how to do this. And I was like, can't you just, whatever. And he he was not happy with no. me. So, I was actually. The fun think, freshman mistake of yeah, correcting the teacher in front of all that. the students. That's not Apparently, a they thing. don't enjoy it. I was actually thinking the other day, I, I, le- I, had, I took trigonometry in high school because I was yeah. like a brainy kid. And I remember thinking the other day, I should send a note to my, my, uh, trigonometry teacher and tell her thank you so much i've never used a second of that in <laughs> no. it but it taught me perseverance which is necessary that is definitely necessary in ministry <laughs> yeah and especially kids ministry yes um so tell me about that like what brought you in and don't tell me about that tell them about that mm-hmm. uh what brought you into kids ministry like you know why the switch from hospitality to that like what for that matter doing it for 20 plus years yeah and what keeps that fire rolling the Lord. Um, sure. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've had this conversation uh, a few times with people and that I have seen a lot, a lot, a lot of people who I've worked with and served with who see children's ministry as a stepping stone mm-hmm. of like, I'll do mm-hmm. children's ministry to get my foot in the door. Yeah. And then I want to move to family ministry or I want to move yeah. to some, like, I want to be a preacher someday or youth sure. ministry. Yeah, right. And they do that the same thing that happens, I think, with student ministry a lot. Yes. Yeah, they, they're looking for a stepping for, stone. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have never felt like it was a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like it was a calling. Yeah. And I think that is why I'm still here <laughs> because yeah. uh, opportunities have come up to move oh, up sure. to other things, do other things. 
And I, I don't think that for me, it is a stepping stone. I think it is my landing. It's yeah. where God has me planted. Um, when I was serving in my other church, I was in the guest services hospitality. That was yeah. what I got paid to do, but I was volunteering in the children's ministry. Wow. Uh-huh. So you were like a pro pro Christian. Yeah. Like, uh, on staff at church and extra volunteering. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So I couldn't do it on Sunday mornings because I had like Sunday morning responsibilities. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I did Wednesday nights. Okay. So I would serve in children's ministry on Wednesday nights. I loved it. It was always super fun. And so when they hired me, they had an opening on the children's team to run like summer camps and events. Oh, sure. And yeah. I love events. Yeah. That's actually one of my passions. I love planning events. And so I was like, yes, this is like fun, kids ministry and events. Mm. Um, so that's what I did at first. Loved it so much. Um, and that worked its way up into some other things too. But that's yeah. how I got my start in the door was as a volunteer. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I, yeah, I did. I, I mean, I knew none of that. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool stuff. Any, any um, uh, you know, we call this the win meeting. Uh, do you have any stories about any wins along the years or just like things that stick in your brain that... <sighs> Here's a good win that uh, things that keep you kind of pushing yeah. forward. Yeah, you know what's cool is because I don't have never seen it as a stepping stone because I've been planted for a long time, you get to see the kids who start out in your ministry as the little ones yeah. grow up, Yeah, and then they become the people who serve in your ministry, the volunteers who serve in your ministry, and then they become, like now, there are some who are staff, children's yeah. ministry staff. Um, you know, there have been, this has just happened recently, um, a volunteer, actually a kid in my ministry grew up to be a volunteer. He came in, he would play worship for our summer camps when he was in high school. He went on to Liberty University, was on mm-hmm. the worship band at Liberty. And now he works at North Point Music and wow. like creates music and albums. And wow. I, uh, <laughs> I went to a big conference a children's ministry conference and he was one of the worship leaders at the conference. Wow. And I remember thinking like, that's full circle right That's there. That's crazy. Like yeah. I taught him and ministered to him, and now he's ministering to me as a worship leader. So Absolutely. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And to see people that, yeah, you know, God used you at whatever small, because I've experienced some similar things like, you know, youth or whoever come up through, and uh, you hope you poured into them yeah. to some degree that they can take that and continue chasing God's will for their life when stuff like that happens. That's really cool. Yeah. And it is the kind of thing that keeps you, keeps you pushing forward because yep. it's not always easy it's not because for every one of those stories there's one that <laughs> fell away you know and those sure. are the ones that yeah. Yeah. you pray you pray for and, you, and it breaks your heart but you also like you know i can i can feel sort of like what the parents are feeling mm-hmm. and i can pray with them for the the prodigals yeah. to come back and stuff yeah. because you know when you grow up with those kids or when they grow up with you, you yeah you them. develop an, a certain attachment for and, sure. and passion for them yeah absolutely yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, like what kids ministry looks like at current. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've made some changes over the last couple of years, uh, all for the very much better for sure. But just, you know, what does maybe a typical Sunday look like? What does your week look like? This is one of my favorite questions yeah. I get is like, so you like work yes. there during mm-hmm. the week? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do a lot of work here during the week. Yes. Um, so just give a little insight to yeah. you know, what, how do you manage all the things. <laughs> I do, also, yeah. I should, to be fair, uh, Carla is also the lead uh, current kids minister. So yes, she's one of several, I think three or four on your team. Mm-hmm. But oh, at the end of the day, all the things fall into your lap. Yeah. And so 
The buck yeah, stops here. To, yeah, there's a lot to manage during the week. Yeah, I actually think that's one of the, the funniest questions is that like, <laughs> so you work at the church? Like when there's no kids there, what do you what do? You do? Um, and I, I it makes me- We just me, pray a lot. We do. The- <laughs> we actually do. No, we do. <laughs> that's true. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things that go into pulling off a Sunday morning, the same yeah. as it is for y'all. Uh, I joke with uh, my team sometimes that like my job is really a combination of what Jeremiah does, what Darren does, <laughs> what Chris Bailey does, uh, what Greg Rupley does. Um, I kind of do all of the things. <laughs> so I for uh, kids for, for yeah. the kids, yeah. So I I plan the worship songs. I lead the worship songs, which I apologize in advance. My voice <laughs> is not great. Um, we don't play instruments. We ha- we do a kind of karaoke version, which is a little bit easier sure, than, yeah. that, than what y'all do. But um, but I'm the one up there like leading the songs yeah. and the motions on Sunday morning. I, saying, I don't have to learn dances or motions. I do motions. Which yeah. is a really good thing that that's not a requirement for my job because I'd be out. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. It's not, it's not a thing for me. So just like what you guys do, like I'm constantly like on the search for what's new, what's going to be mm-hmm. fresh, what mm-hmm. the kids are going to engage with. Um, is there a song on the radio that they really connect with? Yeah. Is a song that you guys are doing in large group that I need to connect with the kids? So I'm yeah. constantly doing like fishing for new music and worship experience too. Um, in addition to, uh, yeah. you know, we get a curriculum that we use. I edit the curriculum. I edit the lessons. Um, I figure out what we're going to teach, who's going to teach live, if we're going to have a video lesson. Yeah. Um, I do all of the tech for that. <laughs> I create graphics. I put it together on the pro presenter. Um, I schedule all the volunteers to run all those things. How many uh, volunteers does it take for kids ministry on a given Sunday? Ish. That's a great question. Um, for me, it, it, just in the elementary area, I, I oversee like kindergarten through third grade on Sunday mornings. It takes about 30 people to run yeah. just my piece of it. That doesn't include the early childhood or the preteens. Yep. So I would say twice that, probably 60-ish. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, probably 60 or 70 people, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and that obviously the need keeps going up yes. as more kids keep coming, which is awesome. Yeah. But that's such a huge because we do talk about it a lot. Like we really could use more more people serving and current right. kids, and we need people. But there's a reason. Like it really is not a small undertaking. No. And the idea that we can provide such a great experience for our kids—it's such an important piece. And uh, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about when y'all switched curriculums yeah. a year or two ago. Like what changed in your mentality? Because I do think it's been a, a great shift. I can for my kids. Yeah. Um, I can vouch for that for sure, and I can see it, especially, uh, you know, Caleb six mm-hmm. and his him memorizing verses and excited to come say his memory verse and yeah. you know and Kenzie's gone from you know a, a decent like baseline of knowledge to you know way up here mm-hmm. on her biblical uh, literacy. So yeah, what what played into all those decisions? Lots of things. Yeah. Uh, you know, the world changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we talk about it a lot, but like COVID changed the world in a lot of ways. It changed the church. It definitely Big changed C our church. world a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it changed our church yeah. um, dramatically. For sure. Yeah. It changed our hearts for people. I think we mm. see now the urgency of yeah. the gospel. Like I always have felt urgent about the gospel, but I think now it's it's more urgent than ever. Like we know the Lord's return is imminent. Like Mm -hmm. we see things happening in the world and we know he's coming. And so like, it's, um, it's put this, like put us in a pressure cooker almost of like, we we can't waste time. 
And, you know, as somebody who's been doing ministry, children's ministry for over 20 years, I think there were seasons where I wasted time. Hmm. And I have some amount of regret. Sure. Um, And it's not like you would... Purposefully, or no. like you just just being lazy, or anything. Yeah, no, you. But just what you use yes. that time for could have been used for different, more absolutely. Things. Yes, yeah. like I think you know, I I spent too much time trying to be cool <laughs> and to be relevant, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. which I think a lot of churches fell into that trap in well, lots it, of ways. Well, when you say the world changed, I mean, you know, prior to that, honestly, there was. It, seemingly uh, there was a ton of pressure for that yes of to keep up and to be trendy and to if you're not doing and i'll say from working in the church world is just different than anything else and there is a certain like culture and and stuff that most people probably don't even realize exists and the the pressure to keep up or to keep on top of or whatever and even from just a job perspective, like if I'm going to, if they still want to see me as useful, if they still want to see me as effective, then yep. I need to be doing the new cool thing. The that's next right. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get the that. The church down the road is doing that something cool. We have to do something cool that's to right. match. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was the same in children's ministry. I think For sure. We were seeing, you know, there was this, you have to be cool. You have to be relevant. You have yeah. to be snazzy and look yeah. cool and flashy. Flashy. Yeah. yeah. We sure. have to keep kids attention. We're com- competing with Disney, like, you know, yeah. all of the things. Which is always hard. It's it hard is. to keep kids attention no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, try getting like strong biblical principles into that mix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think for for several years, I leaned too heavily on that. I got to keep it flashy. I got to keep yeah. it exciting. And in that exercise of doing that, I, I missed some opportunities mm-hmm. of really digging deeper. I was trying to um, keep their attention yeah. versus I was trying to lay a solid foundation. Yeah. So um, when the world changed, when we changed, when our church changed, I changed, uh, you know, there there was this new urgency and mm-hmm. new fire to get it right. Yeah. Like, I don't want kids to walk out of here without a firm foundation of who God is, what the gospel is, what yeah. God's word is. And I feel like there's a whole generation who have come out who are illiterate in the Bible. Yeah. They do not know what God's word says. They do not know how the Bible is laid out, how it functions, how we can use it. Um, they might know a few of the Bible stories that are in there, sure. but they don't even really know how it all falls together. Yeah. And they probably know some biblical principles. Yes. They know moral truths. They know, but that's what was preached and taught to them. Yeah, exactly. Why would they know any different? Right. And it'd be crazy to think that we don't bear some responsibility for that. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were using, um, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I have a real passion about this. We were using orange sure. curriculum for years and years. Which and I, everybody, yes, still does use Thousands yeah. of churches yeah. around the world. Um, and we used it for years. I used it at my other church before here. Yeah. Um, loved what it had and the things that it had available to us. The, yeah. the resources were plentiful, Yes, um, which was great. It made it very user-friendly. Well, and, and it honestly helped make your job doable. Yes, Yes, you yes. You mentioned all the things you have to get done in a week. Right. Like, it, it helped get you to a point of, like, okay, I can actually accomplish this right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was expensive, but sure. it gave you a lot of things to work with, which was made my job a little easier. Um, what we saw, what I saw, um, was the leadership of that organization. I felt like um, on their social media posts mm. and on things that I was hearing, they were sliding into a more progressive form of Christianity. Sure. 
um, I was becoming aware of what that looked like. I yeah. was becoming aware of the the warning signals on some of those things. And so I thought I need to be really checking into what I'm teaching the kids. Yeah. There was never, I, w- I want to be clear, there was never anything that I saw in the curriculum yeah. that I felt like was not biblically accurate. Yeah. It it was very biblically accurate for the most part. There was nothing any there were no red flags that I saw on paper, but I know where the head goes, the body will follow. Yeah, eventually it's just a, yeah, it's like you said it's a kind of a slow slide toward It is. Yeah. 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 And I just felt like that was something we needed to take a break from. Yeah. We need to seek out other opportunities, other curriculum that is going to be more biblically focused. The orange curriculum is great, but it's um you know, like you said, character trait driven. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. like there's a different character trait each month. Nothing wrong with that. Sure. It's it's good stuff. It is. But nothing is. And I, in, in adults, I think I've seen this a lot too in the last several years, probably the last five to 10 years. You know, people have just, it's uh, so easy to fall in love with authors. Yes. Or teachers mm-hmm. or whatever. And just, it's like the telephone game. The further you get from scripture, yep. it's not that the stuff they're given is bad or wrong even or what. And, but the further you get from the scripture, you, you're always going to lose a little. That's right. Because there's people involved. Yes. <laughs> and and we're the sinners. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the the closer that we can stay to scripture yes. every time and on top of scripture for that matter, it's obviously going to be a bigger win. Right. For, especially for the yeah. kids. So we made the switch. We did our research. My team spent about six months researching other curriculums that yeah. are out there because there's tons of there's tons oh, of yeah, them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's, you know, there's everything you could want. Um, but we were really looking for one that was going to be biblically solid and like driving home some theological points that we hadn't before. Yeah. And kids are like sponges. Oh, yeah. And if <laughs> they get something in their brains when they're little, they'll have it their whole life. Yeah. Like we, I can have something in my brain for two minutes and then it's gone. <laughs> right. But I can sing a jingle from, you know, 1982 yeah. that I saw on TV. That was in your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so we want to get the Bible in their heads. Yeah. Like that's, we want to get it in there. Yes. Um, and there's, you know, there's lots of schools of thought about, um, you know, when they're, especially kids in the elementary age and younger, they're, they're concrete thinkers. Yes. That's how they process. And that's good. Yeah. Their brains change as they get older. They start to think about more abstract ideas and sure. theology can be more abstract and you can have different kind of lessons and teaching. But kids are concrete thinkers. Yeah. That's how they process. So if you tell them God can be trusted and God's word is true, yes, they believe it. Yeah. And you don't have to prove it to them. And here's the scripture that, yeah. that proves that, that says that. You don't yeah. have to You don't have to prove anything to them. If yeah. you tell them that's true, they will believe it. Well, that's the childlike faith that Jesus talks yes. about. Yes, and it's wonderful, yeah. and I love that. I yeah. love teaching that. Yeah. And so, you know, if I can have them for this window of time, and I can impress in their hearts and their minds that God's word is true and is trustworthy and Jesus loves you and the gospel is true, yeah. then as they get older— when they have those questions, yeah, when they have stays. those doubts, yeah. that foundation stays. Yes, they have somewhere to come back to. Right. Like, man, that's such, man. And, and yeah, we talk about especially students and college students yeah. and stuff as they come up. And, uh, you know, I was, I was reading a thing the other day about especially young girls and how suicide rates and yeah. depression and all this stuff is just skyrocketing. And in a time of a culture where supposedly, you know, we're more for women and more for young ladies and more, you know, 
but some, for some reason that's not playing out in their lives. Yeah. Well, it's because that's not we're not grounding them. In, we haven't been grounding them. And I say we, the church, the big yeah. church, have not been taken seriously. I think the responsibility of grounding the kids in scripture. Yeah. And knowing that when life comes, because it will, and we all, yeah, <laughs> if we've gotten to this point, it's going to happen. And I just love that I'm, it's one of those things like, so when we moved to Katie, um, my, you know, my daughter was four and my son was just born. And you remember them as that yes. age. And they're, of course, not that anymore. But it was such a big part of why we wanted to be here, to, to raise our kids here and, and but I so desperately wanted them to have that foundation. Yeah. And I can't tell you how happy I am, even, even this, because it was great then. Yes. But man, it's just different now. It is. And and I see it in my kids, and I know other people do too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, there's lots of really cool things that have come out of that. It is. And I love I love the curriculum that we're using now. We use Gospel Project. I feel like yeah. we should shout it out there because yeah. um, we went through a lot of different opportunities, looked at lots of things, and Gospel Project was one that is not flashy. <laughs> right. Like it's a lot, honestly, it's a lot more work on my end. Yeah. Because we still want the kids to have fun. We want we it still to, want them to enjoy yes. it, to want to be here. We want it to, to be to, excellent in yes. every way and yeah. engaging. Um, but it's uh, it's not flashy. Yeah. Like right. it does, it, like, you know, the graphics that come with it are not super terrific and not mm-hmm. super kid friendly. But, um, yeah. but the teaching is yeah. so good. It's so solid. You know, some of the we do a big picture question each month, mm-hmm. and there it's like a theological <laughs> statement. Um, and again, it's like it's laying that firm foundation with yeah. the kids. So, like this this month, we're talking about can God be trusted? So there's a question, and then there's an answer. Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, we can trust God because God cannot lie, mm. and God can never be wrong. So we can trust what He says. If if I could get the adults to get that. <laughs> Oh, so true. If I could yeah. get adults to understand that truth. So like just framing that in the, in the mind of a kid that I can trust God because he can't lie. Right. The world can lie. And does. Our hearts <laughs> can lie to us. Absolutely. But God cannot lie. Right. And that's the center point. That's, that's right. Like the starter. Yes. And I even, you know, frame it with, hey, if you come across something in your life or you see something on TV and you know that doesn't line up with what God says... Which is wrong, right? That's a, yeah. It's a very it's not easy God's word. Little math problem to do. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. It, this is it doesn't line up with this. This is true north. There you Everything go. Everything else is right. Has to line up or else it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's that's awesome. And and how great for the kids to, you know, you're planting those seeds and like you said, hopefully that those those take hold. Yeah. And that they they grow and blossom into and it does and grows into into awesome things. Yeah. Um. So all that said, it, we were doing, you know, you've got like memory verses and yeah. stuff now. And what's some of the more like practical things that are that it, you yeah. guys have done to, to shift? Yeah. So we're doing, um, with the elementary kids, we do a memory verse challenge. Yeah. So every month they get a verse. Um, if they memorize their verse, they come tell their teacher or me and simple things like they get a little keychain. Yeah. And every month that they get their verse, they add a bead to their keychain. Mm-hmm. And if they get 10 of those throughout a 12-month period, then they can trade it in for a new Bible Yeah. at the end of the year. So they're, My son is very excited. Yeah, there are kids who are like pumped. <laughs> yes. They're yeah. going to get a new Bible if they can get these memory verses, which, again, is win-win. Oh, yeah. Because not only are they hiding God's Word in their heart, but now they're getting God's Word to take home with yeah. them and have sit on their shelf and, like, have earned this. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. 
Um, so we're doing that as a challenge. We're also, one of my goals, um, and this is a newer goal, but um, one of my goals is once they leave me, which is third grade, once they leave third grade, my goal is for each kid to know the names of the books of the Bible. Oh, yeah. There are 66. Yes. And like I said, these kids are little sponges. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't learn these when I was a kid. I didn't go to church when I was little. Yeah. And so, you know, some of you probably right now are singing the song that you learned <laughs> when you were a kid or at VBS or at camp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how you know them. But, you know, it's a simple thing. But where do kids learn that? Yeah. They, you know, they, they are they learning it from Unless TV? Unless their parents purposely are teaching them that right. at home. They're not going to learn that at school. Yeah. Like, why would they? Right. That'd be an unreasonable expectation. They're not going to learn that just on their own accidentally. Yeah. Yeah. It's an intentional thing we've got to give to them. So every time on a Sunday, you know, each Sunday morning, if we are studying the book of Jeremiah, we yeah. will, okay, you guys know how to get to the book of Jeremiah. Everybody stand up. And I have, because I'm a children's minister, children's minister, we have motions. Of course. So we go through, we start at Genesis and we make our way to whatever book we're in for that day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, most of them can get through most of the Old Testament. We're, we're going chronologically through the Bible, and right now we're in Old Testament. And they can and get pretty know far. What I love about that, too, I think something people don't realize. It, it takes away the intimidate, it helps take away the intimidation factor of studying the Bible as you yes. get older. I think a lot of the reason why a lot of adults are just, they don't even know where to start. They don't even know, like, what are these names? Who are these people? Like, it doesn't make sense to them because they've got no foundation on, on understanding what those are. And just the thing of simply teaching the kids, this is how the Bible is laid out. Yep. Here's the Old Testament. Them just knowing that. These are the books of that. history. These are the books of law. Yeah. yeah. Just that knowledge makes it so much easier as they grow older into being teenagers and adults yep. of studying the Bible without being afraid or intimidated or that's right. worried about you know what that's going to look like. It's, yeah. That will absolutely pay big dividends as it goes mm-hmm. forward. And you know, you know, there's again, there's lots of schools of thought about you know you should be. Again, like character traits are more important yeah. and the why is more important. But if you if you know anything about child development, again, they're concrete thinkers. Yeah. And when they go to school, they memorize the state capitals. They mm-hmm. memorize how to, you know, cite words. Like they're that's part of the how they learn because their brains are wired that way. Yep. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with doing memorization of God's word. What could oh, be gosh. better to have in your Absolutely. heart? Yeah. And if you look in the Old Testament, that's what they were doing with their kids. Yeah. I <laughs> still pull from scripture memory that I when I was a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it still comes to mind. Um, and I'm so thankful for that. That I did I happened to, you know, my parents, my dad was a pastor and so of course it was around all the all that stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's a massive impact. Yeah. And it doesn't leave you. It's like you said that whether it's a little jingle or whatever in your head from way back when or you know, a lot of people can, maybe you won't remember every word of every single verse, right? but you're going to remember most of it. Yeah. You're going to remember a lot of it mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to make a big difference. This is actually a funny story. So I did, uh, in my other church, we would do the books of the Bible in the summertime with the kids. Okay. Like we would take a break from our curriculum and do books of the Bible. And so we did the same motions and stuff back then. Um, we didn't do them every week, but we did them in the summer. Yeah. But this is a funny story. One of my teen volunteers back at that church ended up going to Bible college and she called me like her first week in college. And she was like, in my Bible class, my, our professors asked if anyone knows the books of the Bible. And she said, I was the only one in my class who raised my hand, wow. a freshman in Bible college. Wow. And she said, he asked me to recite them and I stood up and I couldn't do it without doing the motions. <laughs> <laughs> She's in her freshman Bible college class, Genesis, yeah. <laughs> which I love. Hey, 
She was the only one that knew him. She was the only one that knew him. She, yeah. Got deep emotions with him, so that's be right. it. Whatever needs, whatever, yeah, whatever works to get that there. Yeah. Um, just talking about, you mentioned you love events and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, we just had, uh, a couple days ago? Yeah, Superstart. Uh, Superstart. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Because it's different, than, same thing, a little different than what we've normally done in the yeah. past. So. Tell me about that. How'd that go? Yeah. So CIY, Christ in Youth, um, is an organization that we um, do a lot of uh, events with. So like our student ministry goes to move and um, that's their camp thing that they do in the summer. So they do an event for preteens called Super Start. Yeah. Um, but the and preteens is what, fourth and fifth. Fourth and in fifth. Our yeah. Yeah. Context, fourth and fifth grade. Right. Yeah. And so um, we've taken kids to Super Start for years and years. Um, the closest event is in Dallas. Okay. Uh, which is a little bit of a trek. Yeah, I mean it's long enough. It's it's like four hours. It's right? a four-hour like, yeah, trek. It's a it's long enough, especially with fourth and fifth graders. That's right. It's a big swing. And because it's for preteens, it's just one night, so it's like an evening and a morning session, yeah. and then you you know yeah. so we drive all the way up there, and then we drive all the way back, and it's it's a lot. So this year we decided um, we were going to do it in house. Yeah. And so Superstart provided us with all the curriculum and the videos oh, awesome. and the lessons yeah. and everything. So we hosted it here, um, and we ended up having a great turnout of kids. Yeah. We did it on President's Day because the kids didn't have school. Yeah, which is great, too. Yeah. Um, so parents are like, what do I do with my kid on President's Day? Because I have to go to work. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So we did it here. It helped bring the cost down for the kids. Yeah. And um, ended up being a great event. We had 25 kids, which the year before when we went to Superstart, I think we took nine. Wow. So we yeah, more than awesome. doubled. Yeah. Which was great. And we had a great day. And, man, yeah. it was so fun. You know, uh, we did. We took the kids fishing in the afternoon. We had yeah. a break time, like out at our lake out front, and yeah. like they were so excited yeah. <laughs> about fishing. <laughs> it's little things, though. But here's the yeah. cool thing: you know, we have some great men on our staff. Yes. Um, the children's ministry is all women. Our team, and so um, student ministry guys, Caleb and Tim, oh, yeah. um, Josh Sergi jumped in. Like the so a bunch of the guys. What came we get out. to spend the afternoon fishing today? I guess we'll make the sacrifice. I know. <laughs> They, we were like, thank you so much. And they were like, yeah, okay. it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes a ministry life is really good. I know. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day. It we was. Got, it was yeah. gorgeous. So yeah. we spent an hour outside fishing, and it, the kids loved it. And then we had a whole day. The lessons were about how they are treasured, and mm. God values them, despite what everybody else is trying to tell them, that yeah. they are valued and treasured. It was a great day. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm, my daughter's in that, McKenzie, yeah. and she absolutely loved it, couldn't. Stop talking about it when she got home. We had a blast. Um, yeah, I just I love that. I I really just love that the just the culture here is to not just do the thing, but what's what's a way we can figure out that's an even better experience yeah. for the kids to make it even more impactful. How can we get more kids here? How can we make it easier, yes. more attainable, more uh, just cheaper? What all those things? Yeah. Because truth is, Katie. If you're listening to this, watching this, whatever, and you're not from Katie, Katie is built on young families. That's yeah. who lives here. Uh, people move here to, for the schools. They move here, you know, for the, for the neighborhoods and all this. Stuff. And it's the upper middle class. I mean, they're, sure. they're affluent yeah. know, families yeah. for the yeah. most part. But it's a mix, right? Like depends yeah. on what side of the uh, the city you are on, right? Yeah. And, and it's not easy to you know, to do everything. There's yeah. so many uh, just pressures, honestly, to do all sorts of things. And so being able to put on an event here that's that great, um, they didn't lose any quality and, in fact, probably gained some. Yeah. And th- those memories are also tied to our people. Yeah. They learn, they, they gain relationships with other yep. ministry people on staff. There's just so many other wins that we get. Right. 
uh, out of being able to do stuff like that. Yeah, because those fifth graders in three months are moving to student ministry. Absolutely. So now they know Mr. Caleb and they yeah. know Mr. Tim and yeah. they know like who they're going to be with all the time. And Mr. Tim and Mr. Caleb have a fair warning. They do. <laughs> now they know who to look out for. That's right. Oh, Who's that coming? McKenzie Chambers. That, we're, we're ready for that one. Is, there's stuff to be known <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, speaking of events, we are yeah. also one that happens every year. Uh, Easter's coming up. It does, and we—it's weird. <laughs> Christmas and Easter—they like come those, around every single. Yeah, year. we always say that, but it really does kind of drive a lot of the yeah. other decisions we make. Uh, you know, just because it's such a a huge um, time in the communities. But uh, we do something a little different here called the Easter Experience. We do. So first, talk to a little bit about like what that is. Mm-hmm. And kind of why we started into it, what it's turning into, and then what, yes. what's coming up. We're really excited about what's happening this year. So. Yeah. You know, um, things tend to snowball. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the snowballs get really big. Uh, Easter, Especially if you do things well. Yeah. And we try oh, to do things with excellence absolutely. always. And yeah. so uh, when I first got here, again, this goes back to um, the concrete thinkers of, of the kids that we minister to. Um, there is something magical that happens when you put somebody in a Bible costume mm. and have them tell the story. <laughs> Kids become transfixed yeah. on whatever it is. And even if it's somebody, like even if it's me that they know and see every Sunday, if I have on a Bible costume, suddenly I'm not Miss Carla anymore. Right. I'm Ruth or I'm Esther or whoever it is in the story. Um, yeah, and they can captures, get there really easily. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. captures their attention in a different way. So. Yeah. Um, with Easter, what we started doing, um, this was eight years ago when I first got here, we started this much smaller version of this on <laughs> Sunday mornings for the kids on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. where we would we set up different scenes from the Easter story, and we would have somebody in a costume tell them the story. So yeah. we had the Last Supper, and you know they would take communion when they were at the Last Supper scene. Then mm-hmm. we had like a little crucifixion scene. We actually did it upstairs in the source in the little, before there were cubbies up there. <clears throat> that tells you the size of the yeah. event. It was small. Yeah. Um, and so we did that for the kids. And then, you know, the next year we were like, let's, let's do it a little different. Let's make it a little bigger. Let's have, you know, do a different space. So we moved down to the dive classrooms cause it was bigger space. Um, we expanded it a little bit with more actors and a little more, you know, pizzazz to it, some sound effects here and there. We dressed it up a little fancier. And then after a couple of years, we were like, man, we're doing all this work Yeah, for these kids. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of setup. It's a lot of work. And we were like, it would be awesome if we could have it available to like the parents and the adults if they yeah. wanted to come see it too. So then we had it open just for people to walk around and see it. And then we didn't have actors in there necessarily, but it could come check it out. Um, and then we were like, you know, what would be really cool? <laughs> Here comes like, the snowball. <laughs> I know. Maybe after service, we could have it open for an hour if any parents or anybody wanted to walk through it. And yeah. Anyway, it grew and grew and grew into... Um, we started doing it outdoors because of COVID and mm, we did mm-hmm. it on the outside of the storage building the last few years. Um, quality went up. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we just, we, we tried to improve one thing every year and make it a little better. Which means you actually improve like 10 things. Every yeah, year. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So last year we had, I think almost 600 people go through yeah. the walkthrough, which yeah. was amazing thrilling for us yeah. because we do put a lot of work into it. Um, oh, big time. and I mean, and like, yeah, and to, to describe something, I mean, you guys build the sets. We you do. create the, you know, the scenes, you yeah. write the scripts, you know, the actors, but it's a, it's a very legit big production. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy thing. Right. And, uh, but you guys have never shied away from the work of that, which I love. Yeah. Because it, it also makes big impact. It does. Yeah. And, you know, so we, 
we live in Texas, and so <laughs> um, one of the challenges uh, that we face a lot of times is anywhere, but is weather. Oh yeah, yeah. So when we move, the it, unpredictability of it, yeah, especially this time of year. Yeah. So moving outdoors helped us because we could do it bigger and have more people come through it. Right. But it hurt us in that the weather was always wreaking havoc yeah. on our setup, and yeah. we do you know it takes us two full weeks to set it all up. Um, and last year we came in on a Sunday and a crazy windstorm had come through and knocked down our walls and we had yeah. already spent a week working on it. So, um, so nothing, nothing motivates you. No. Like doing a ton of work and then having to redo it again in yes. a shorter amount of time. That's, That's right. a lot of fun. Yeah. So heartbreaking. <laughs> heartbreaking. It is. Absolutely is. Uh, so after that, uh, you know, we met with Darren and he was like, you got to move it indoors. If we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's yeah. move it inside. So this year we're using the source mm -hmm. for um, the event and we are going to have um, bigger spaces to work with. Yeah, which uh, means bigger groups can go through. Bigger too, groups, we which can move great. people through yeah. better. Um, we're going to have it open more. Yeah, uh, more time slots on Saturday so people can really come through. Uh, we are improving lighting and sound effects and you know secret things like uh, an angel reveal at the tomb Shh. and. I know. Uh, we're excited about, yeah. about the possibilities that moving it indoors. Oh yeah, big time offers to us. Uh, well, it's gonna. Be, yeah, I'm excited about it too. Honestly, it's gonna be cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, something we talked about when we were talking about the importance of it, why why we're making it a bigger deal yeah. this year, um, and mm. not unlike what we talked about earlier with kind of switching curriculums yep. and stuff, and just and not to like you know bash all of current culture or be those whatever people, but just. You know, in a world of um, you know pretend bunnies and plastic eggs and all that stuff, which is great and fun for kids. Yes. And I, I get it. Uh, my kids love their Easter baskets. Sure, and all stuff. I like an Easter basket. Yeah, <laughs> but I never want my kids to have it flipped of understanding That's right. like why Easter is such a big deal, and them having the story of, of the story of the gospel, the most important story yeah. they could ever know, ingrained in them envisioned, uh, like fully understanding sacrifice of Jesus, that stuff is such a big deal. Yeah. And and somewhere along the way, it seems like it's flipped in yeah. a lot of places, in a lot of ways. Well, and I will say in, uh, you know, to, to elevate what our leadership has done and the permissions that they've given us, Yeah. Um, you know, Easter egg hunts are a big draw for churches. Big time. And so we will get we'll get two thousand kids here like nothing. Yes, and we we've done to. egg hunts here in yeah. the past, and, recent past. Yeah. Um, and I went to Darren and the leaders, and I said, "I love egg hunts. I understand the purpose of yeah. egg hunts, but I want permission, please, mm -hmm. to take away all the work and all the planning that we do for a thirty-second egg hunt." Yeah, because it's real fast. <laughs> Weeks of stuffing eggs of, and planning. Yeah, work put in for a very short time. Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. It's done. Can we please have all of that prep time and put it toward making this Easter experience really amazing for families to experience the yes. true story of Easter? Well, and, and they absolutely were like, yes, green light. Yeah. Forget egg hunts ever. <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't say that, but they were like, green light. Yeah. We're behind that 100%, which is awesome. Well, because how many, I mean, honestly, you know, how many Easter egg hunts are in Katy? Right. Dozens. You can go to a dozen of them. And do it. Take your kids to all the things. Yes. You know, have, let them have a blast. And there's but nothing wrong with that. Have fun. Oh, no, we want that. But that's what we're ho also hoping to offer is something yep. different that, that there's not a lot of this. That's right. That there's very little of it, honestly, yeah. of of this kind of portrayal of the Easter story, and that's why we call it the Easter experience, yeah. because it really does engage your sight 
you know, sound, yes. smell, taste, all those things. It, it's a, it's a, an immersive thing yeah. that sticks with you more. And as you mentioned, you know, kids are concrete thinkers, like yeah. fully kind of grasping and, and under having a better understanding yeah. uh, of the Easter story is, um, is such a big deal. And yeah. I'm, and I'm glad we're making it a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and we're hopeful that lots of people can, m- that's why we're offering more times, make it an easier thing to yeah. incorporate. And it's in not just for kids. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, it is, we don't, we don't, we're not super graphic in like the crucifixion yeah, pieces. Yeah. We handle it delicately because we understand that kids will be, it's yeah. a family community that we, Katie's very family oriented. Definitely. But if you don't have kids, it's still for you. Yes. Like the Easter story still yeah. is relevant yeah. whether you have kids or not. So it's not it's not just a kids only event, um, it's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And now, that said, we do we're gonna have like petting zoo on Saturday. Yeah, so we're gonna have face painting. Right, right? like it's so gonna there's be a very yeah fun one thing. of the one of the time slots the Saturday morning time slot from nine to noon is is gonna be very kid focused like yeah. petting zoo face yeah. painting, extra. But adults can get their kid their faces painted too. They can. You know, it might be if awkward you're, if you're kind of. <laughs> But we'll do they it. They charge you double because your face is bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. If, so if you have littles and you want to come and do some extra fun stuff like that, please, that Saturday morning time yeah. slot is great. But, um, yeah, there's going to be lots of times available that are we don't have a petting zoo. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. Uh, I'm really excited about all those things. And there, you know, we, like I said, we call this the win meeting. There are so many wins yeah. that come out of all this stuff. Yeah, it's a ton of work. Yeah, we make some sacrifices on some other things. Um, and there's, you know, easier ways to do some of these things too, but really the heart and the goal behind it all is to make it as impactful, um, spiritually as a possible, possibly can be for, yeah. for our kids and, and on up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's such a cool thing to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. We had, so last year, you know, we, we did it bigger and better a little, every year we add a little something, something. Yeah. And so last year in our planning meeting, we had this conversation of like, um, what could we do? Like, it's like a wow factor kind of thing. And so um, we had this idea uh, to have an angel at the tomb, mm-hmm. which we have always had the audio explaining the angel, but like to have a physical angel at the tomb. Super cool. Let's do that. Who are we going to get to be the angel? <laughs> because, you know, you see, you know, depictions of angels and sometimes they they don't look like scary. Like every sure. time you hear an angel in the Bible appear they're the not, first word is yeah. do not fear yeah like why are we scared of them yeah they're not precious moments angels. they're not yeah. they're not cherubs there's you know, something like, awe-inspiring and intimidating about their presence so who, sure. you know who can we get to be our angel and so we uh one of the first names we talked about was gerald yeah and uh he is a member of our church and he's he's a he's a, he's a big man daunting yes. figure when you see him without angel attire yes he, he would be a a uh, very uh could be a very intimidating looking <laughs> yes. person for sure. Yeah. And you know, he's one of the kindest men as oh, yeah. well, too. Yeah. So I love that about yes. him. Um, so he agreed, bless him. He didn't have any like theater background or yeah. anything, but he's like, I'm willing, I'll do it. You know, he's got kids and he yep. was like, This is cool. So he was our angel. So uh we dressed him as a warrior, you know, with like big breastplate battle armor. armor and, yeah. Like he looked like a warrior angel, which I think is accurate yeah. i think that's biblically accurate i think that's what they would have looked like and then uh some of my awesome volunteers who coordinate the costumes and stuff they were like he needs wings <laughs> and not just wings like he needs wings that like open up and unfurl yeah. <laughs> as he like steps out of the tomb so they rig we call them go go gadget wings <laughs> 
we rigged these wings and like they literally came in one day and hot glued I don't know how many hundreds of feathers to oh, wow. these wings to make them really imposing and big. Yeah. And he had these like little hidden strings that he pulled and his wings would flap up. So we're doing something even cooler this wow. year with the angel. We have wow. go-go, go-go gadget wings again, but then there's another thing too. That's so. exciting. I know. Uh, I, yeah, that's all just really exciting. And like, I just love that this is not something that um, it, it's not unusual or abnormal around here, especially for our kids' teams, that everything does get better and bigger. Yeah. and uh, But always with the like laser-focused goal of how do we make the gospel yeah. uh, more famous? Yeah. You know, how, do we, how do we make it louder and more, more understood and more known? Mm-hmm. And that's just a really cool thing to be a part of. And uh, and I appreciate your part of that, and and how you lead and all. I things, love so. my job. People yeah. like don't you don't even know. I I say this a lot, but I, I wish every person got an opportunity to stand where I stand on Sunday mornings. Yes. That's gonna make me cry. Yeah. And hear the worship. Yep. And you know, one of my favorite verses mm-hmm. out of Psalms it says, um, "Through the praise of infants and childrens." Um, the enemy is silenced. Yeah. The, the foe and the avenger is silenced. Uh, I love hearing those kids sing Raise the Hallelujah. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like, every now and then I get to sneak and and kind of catch part of it. I don't get a, get to do that a lot because I'm obviously on stage in there most of the time. But um, if nothing quite lights lights that yeah. that fire in you, like yeah. hear, hearing the kids shout and sing unashamed, unrestricted. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely strikes a chord in me. Too. It is. And I believe, I believe that the, the enemy is silenced on yeah, Sunday mornings yeah. when they are worshiping. Like he's, <laughs> he's like, he's buttoned up. He can't do anything nothing because yeah, there's yeah. nothing to say about it. And I believe our father is thrilled. I, yeah, I agree. I feel like that's how he hears us too. Like how I hear the kids on Sunday morning yeah. is how he hears us yes. singing to him as well. So that means all y'all need to start singing louder. Like, yeah. like the kids do. <laughs> Listen. There, yes, they, yeah. there's no inhibition uh, yeah. in kids' worship, too, which is missing in adults and even in the yeah. teens yeah. sometimes. Well, like, it's like you said earlier that, you know, things, life happens, things yeah. change, you know, you start thinking, you're, you become more self-conscious yes. and all that, that just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just hopeful that as this, this generation comes up with such a grounded foundation that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit overcomes all those things and yeah. they continue to be super bold and... Um, yeah. And I, again, I, I say this jokingly, like I wish everybody could hear what I hear, but yeah. you literally can if you serve in the children's ministry. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm going to put a plug in um, because sure. I yeah. love what we do and I love, I think people, especially people who don't have kids, but even kids, people who do have kids, I don't think they have any idea what happens on a Sunday morning back there. Not really. Not, yeah. yeah. I think no, they are like, truly. they think maybe Sunday school and like flannel grass and like that's. <laughs> Hey, I grew up with flannel grass. I don't. I love. My I, we mom have was some. my junior church teacher. And she used the heck out of some flannel grass. I know, let me right? Tell you. They're cool. We don't do <laughs> flannel grass. Yeah. yeah, we don't do flannel grass, yeah. but we do some really cool things. And yeah. Sunday morning is not babysitting. Right. We're not just entertaining your kids. And we're for and we're an pretty. Hour. And if you notice, like, well, we don't say, um, you know, just current. It's kids ministry. Yeah. It's it not really childcare. Is. Yeah. We're not babysitting. Right. It's not childcare. It's not. And that's not to be proud or or whatever. It's it's to be clear on yeah on the mission. That's right. Yeah, it's it's to minister to these kids. Yeah, there's a purpose. There's a program. There's intentionality over yeah. everything we do. From yeah. 
what craft we're doing that day to what the small group activity discussions are. Yeah. Like it all, there's all purpose behind all of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and strong purpose and intentionality always leads to, to strong results. Yeah. And I think and we're seeing it with the kids. Yeah. And that's exciting. So uh, this has been a really great meeting. <laughs> it has been a good yeah. meeting. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to say let's wrap this up here and okay. um, keep on winning with those kids. We'll do our best. Yeah. We'll do it. Go team. Go team. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks so much for joining us for this Win Meeting. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Win Meeting and to subscribe to the Current of Christian Church channel on YouTube. We'd also love to hear your wins, so send us a message on our Instagram and share with us some of the ways God is winning in your life.